Disclaimer, the content that we talk about in this podcast is explicit and oftentimes covers hard topics such as murder, abuse, and sexual assault. If any of these things trigger you, please exit before the show continues. All opinions in this podcast are our own and do not represent the opinions of anyone else. This podcast is for entertainment and is not meant to cause any harm to anyone discussed in this podcast. Well, hello. Welcome to our show. I'm Jada. And I'm Amethyst. And you're listening to Gruesome Gab. Welcome back. It's been exactly one year. One year since we've sat down and recorded together. Not sat down in general together, but <laughs> recorded. Yeah, that's true. Um, and we also have another little guest with us. So you're probably going to hear her making all kinds of sounds in the background because within a year, um, I birthed a human. Well, so a whole human. A whole human. Um, yeah, is. that's her. So she's going to make her appearance known. Um, but that's one of the reasons why we haven't recorded in a year. We didn't give up on our podcast. But for the last year, um, Amethyst has had... A million things going on. She's had a chaotic life. Career changes and home remodel. Home remodeling. Yeah. Yeah. Lots For of things happening. Last week I didn't even have floors in my house. It was just like the crawl space. <laughs> Ooh, like nothing to walk on <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I've just been living that chaotic new mom life. So for the past year we have went on and off about when are we going to start again? When are we going to start again? And we right apparently waited a whole Better. year. One whole year later. Yep. So here we are. We're <laughs> back again. And um, before we get started and jump into everything, we're going to go over some exciting news for our past listeners that have listened to our Robbie Kreitz case. Amy, do you want to tell them? Yeah. Um, I shared some news with Jada following uh, his case on Facebook that investigators have decided to reopen his case. Yeah, so I think they got a new prosecutor. Yeah. And they decided to look back into the case. And so that's really exciting for his family. I know when we talked to them, they were kind of like, not hopeless about the situation, but they were really having a moment of despair, just like wondering if they were ever going to get the answers that they were looking for. So we are super happy. Everybody deserves justice. Even if it's, you know, comes 50 years later, right. better than never. Yeah, and it hasn't been, I mean, it has been a long time, but it yeah, hasn't been. It's not been 50 years. We see cases go a lot you longer know, like, before they the reopen. Golden State Killer, and even like the Zodiac Killer, not even caught yet, and it's been how long? Exactly. Gemma's like breathing super heavy and jumping <laughs> all over the place like a little psycho. I think she's trying to keep herself awake because we're recording at night currently because we procrastinate. <laughs> Again, Uh-oh, as you guys know, <laughs> but we're going to start with an icebreak just for fun, just for funsies. funsies. So no. we're going to do um, the good, the bad, and the funny for the week. So, Amy, you tell your good, bad, and funny for the week. My good is that I actually got my house super cleaned after that whole remodel thing, so there's no more piles of dust everywhere. And that's a very good. Yes. Um, My bad i don't know if i have a bad well that's i'm missing my husband he works on the road so that's always my bad i know um my funny is i if you don't know i'm a school teacher so i'm a school librarian so today uh the other day friday at school i had a pre-care walk up to me with a handful of rocks and dead ladybugs and said here pretty lady (laughs) 
And then today I was doing errands and I reached into my coat pocket and pulled out a handful of rocks and dead ladybugs. <laughs> and that's always fun. Jada and the baby, what was your good, bad, and ugly this week? Um, so our good was, um, well, it was actually the week before last, but we got to go visit some family in Iowa and that was really fun. And then we came back and we spent the night with our mom and her <laughs> our grandma. Mom. Um, yeah, yeah. So we went and stayed the night with her and that was really good. We got to catch up and had a lot of fun. Um, the bad is that we did not sleep <laughs> at all. You have- so my funny this week was Gemma tried beans for the first time this week and she's been so gassy. <laughs> and for some reason, yeah. I don't care what anyone says, like... Baby, baby farts are funny. funny. They're funny. And so it's just been funny because it's always at the most random times, too. Like <laughs> you might even she's... hear one during this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen closely. Like, in the bath, it'll just be, like, jacuzzi. <laughs> Stuff like that. So it's it's been funny this week just dealing with that. But, yeah, so that's my good, bad, and funny. So me and Amy were kind of having a conversation about this earlier. Like, two types of people. And Gemma is starting to take after me, I think. But... Uh, in preparation for this, I've had my episodes ready for a while, but the way my brain works, like typing things out, it just doesn't work out for me. Um, it's just so linear and it just, I don't know, it just doesn't work out that well. So I have to have like a crash sheet of paper, which is just like pure chaos. Just me writing notes. Anyone else that looks at it would think, what is this? probably covered in milk and salsa. Oh, it's a hundred (laughs) percent covered in milk and salsa. (laughs) And she only knows that because I told her. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to rewrite this before we get started. So that way it's like, you know, cleaner at least. Never did. It was shoved into my laptop, just covered in salsa. And then there's Amy. She comes over and I'm like, oh, I've got my notes. And I pull up my Word document that's and uh 12 foot 12 font and double spaced eight pages long. Like, And she has hyperlinks in it. I'm like, oh, okay. She did her homework. <laughs> librarian versus average Samaritan literally she's gotta one-up me on everything apparently um but I do have dates and I have a great episode for you guys today so today we're gonna be talking about um something that happened here in Missouri in the 80s um I love looking into local cases they're just so interesting to me yeah I think it's because I can visualize them because I know they're like Missouri. You're like, yeah, yeah. And this is like a small town vibe, and we are from small town, literally Missouri. So we know, we just know exactly like what they're talking about when they're talking about it. And I can envision like the type of people, and like I don't know, it just comes to life for me. And it's also just interesting. Of course, I'm doing a case, and this case is based out of Skidmore, Missouri. So if you know anyone or live near Skidmore shout out to you because shout out to Skidmore you already know this we're case we're sitting here talking about this yeah we are <laughs> um so this case is about Ken aka Rex Rex, Rex. like a C-Rex McElroy and I've never I, heard this case so I know I'm very excited I'm very excited to give it to you because you're gonna be like what <laughs> I'm gonna start out with where the episode takes place like I mentioned it's in Skidmore Missouri which is an extremely small town, yeah. like the like one that Lincoln we grew up in. Gone. Yeah. Um, there's around 500 people in the town during the time wow. of this murder. Little. Yeah. Literally, me and Amethyst went to school in a town. I teach small. at that school. Some fun facts about Skidmore, Missouri, is that it is a farm town. Okay. Uh, they they have a grocery store. Oh, so that's like, like and a like bar. A box or like a You know, a harps. A harps <laughs> you know, it's like that kind of vibe. Um, but they had like a 
pretty strong amount of random cases, like murders and missing people, for it being such a small town. I wonder if it has, you know, you know what goes on in a little town that there's nothing to do, just a whole lot of drinking and a whole lot of drugs. So, yeah, yeah, probably. You know, our probably one number one crop we produce is probably methamphetamine. Oh, that's wrong, but it's true. <laughs> so I'm going to go over, like, a few different things that have happened there. If it had had, like, when I looked into it, there has been at least three major murder cases in the Whoa. town. In the town of 500, so they're yeah, they're and down to the case, <laughs> right? In the case that I'm covering, there's like a lot of attempted murder and a lot of other crime that happens. Okay. So there's also a missing person case that um, happened in like 2001. So there's been quite a few like scandalous things scandalous happen in this small town. Somebody from Skidmore is going to have to let us know. Like, yeah, I mean, the water or... is there something supernatural going on? Yeah, or are there like just a lot of spookies happening weird... over there? Yeah, yeah, definitely spooky. Um, so we're going to get into who this case is about. Okay, right. Um, and he is the acute... He's the person that becomes murdered. The... He's a murderee. He is the murderee. But he is also an attempted murderer. Okay. He's a very sketch dude. Just going to put okay. that out there. Good old Ken Rex McElroy. He was born on June 1st of 1934. So we're kicking it back to the olden days. And I'm going to read you guys some little facts about his life. So what he was, was his real name? Ken. Ken. So we Ken. can call him Ken because. Okay, I don't feel like we should give attempted murderers or nicknames. Yeah, I don't know if that's like his like, or like nickname or if that's just what everyone called him. Like, like if that being was. bullies? If we call him that, I don't know, okay. I don't know, but I'm we're gonna call him Ken because we don't we don't know and and him. all the sources that I've looked into, he was referred to as Ken or Rex or just okay. a variety of names. Gotcha. Man of the town Rex, bully. Oh, yeah, that's a uh, we don't love them. <laughs> little early excerpt for you. So he was born to Mabel and Tony, and he was one of either sixteen or eighteen children. Oh, I mean this, but. I mean, that's pretty common for that time because... Which blows I mean, my mind because it's like, this is like the Dust Bowl. This is the yeah. Great Depression. Yeah. Let's like, have 16 no kids. So his family was like uh, sharecroppers. Okay. Um, they were very poor in the resources that I've read and they had very oh. low educations, which is pretty common for Missouri mm -hmm. at that time, I would say. Like there Sadly, was a lot still of... still is. There's it a lot. is. I mean, there's a good percentage of people now who don't have an education over the eighth grade or even are illiterate. That's true. And it's sad, but it's just the reality. So um, he dropped out in the eighth grade. Um, some folks said that he was illiterate. So I don't know. And some of the sources that I like looked some... into said that he was capable of reading. He just wasn't great at it. Some of them said he could not so read just, at all. He might have been able to read, you know, somewhat. Right. Like, because be working read. was like a big priority right. for families in that era. Especially when you have, you know. 18 children. House, so you can't prioritize all those educations. Right. Um, so another thing about him is that when he dropped out of school, he started falling into a life of crime. Okay. He began stealing things and um, cattle was like a main thing that he would steal. Cattle? Cattle. Like, like cow? cows, moo moo cows. Like he would straight up just go steal people's cows. Steal people's go, cows go, and go, uh, pigs. Livestock, okay, livestock, basically, I mean, and make a profit, profit off, of, off it. of it. He would he also sell a bull for quite a bit of money. True. And he would do that. He would steal things and antiques, like things like that that he knew he could turn a profit for or whatever. He also, I'm going to get into more of the crimes that he did. 
Okay. In the future, the because crowds, he was actually accused crowds, and crowds. indicted for over twenty-one crimes. Oh, yeah, twenty-one. But somehow got away with them all. Okay. But we'll okay. get into that later. Around the time that he started getting into crimes, he actually sustained a head injury, but he fell out of a vehicle like a moving truck, I guess, and injured his head, which required a steel plate. Oh, a serious head injury. A very serious head but injury. But do you know where at in the head? Like no, I don't know if it was frontal lobe or not. Okay, I'm just uh, curious. Yeah, you know about those all those murderers that you know have head injuries. Or, yeah, yeah. And I think it was there's people that have hinted around that they believe right. that his head. She's growling. She is Sorry. growling. She's growling at a doll right now. But um, there are people that say that um, his head injury is what kind of triggered. Him to go into deeper crimes. Gotcha. Some of the other crimes that he was accused of was animal cruelty. Mm. I'm going to, like, go, like, worse and worse and worse. So, he was accused and for... we're starting with animal cruelty. Yeah, we're <laughs> starting with... Well, we started with the, the like, burglary-type yeah. situations. Um, so, animal cruelty, assault. Okay. Um, including on women and oh, children. Nice. Not rape. Not. Oh, or and also he got indicted? He was, uh, no, he was not, he did get indicted for all these crimes, yes, but he actually got, like. Like, what, four years? No, he didn't, he didn't go to jail. Oh, nice. <laughs> Love our justice This system. This man was uh, pretty much, you know, a baller when it came to escaping crime. Not only did he get accused of rape, but he also was accused of attempted murder and the worst. I wouldn't say it's the worst. I mean, it is the worst in my mind, but like maybe in the eyes of the law, it's not. But child molestation, worst. we're going to get into that. I when mean, he, murdering can when he was, bad, yeah, for sure. Like, like don't, don't murder try people. to murder people, but also but like, leave kids alone. Like, don't touch kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so when he was 20 years old, um, he actually got married. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to a 15-year-old. Uh, and he was how old? 20. So I know it's five, five years, years, but it's still but she is a pedophilia. She's still child. Like, yeah, super young kid. Can't but even drive a car. this is like... In the 30s. No, well, this wasn't 40s. in the 30s because he was born. This was in the 40s, 50s. 50s 54. Something. This was in 54. Um, So I guess that was kind of common, I guess, you know, at the time. But we don't like that. So he was married to her, and it was very common for her them to get into like very serious domestic situations where beatings um, occurred to Sharon from from him from Ken. She had two children. Well, she had four children altogether, but she had two children, and then his eyes went a wandering. Uh, he course. saw this girl named Sally, and by girl, oh, I mean Sally. girl. She was thirteen, uh, and he had a relationship with her i do i wouldn't call it a relationship a relationship with a 13 year old and he's how 20 he's 20 and she was 13 well he was probably like 22 at this point or at least 22 because he had two kids well yeah had to be at least 22 or 23 and he was having a relationship with a 13 year old and i say relationship with air quotes because it's not a relationship it's definitely statutory rape like yeah oh they're like a sexual relationship because Sally fathered two of his children. Meanwhile, he's At still married. years old. Yes. Oh and meanwhile, God. he's still married You, you just had a kid at 25. Would you recommend that for a 13-year-old? No. Yeah. Could you, their body's not done developing and they have to grow a whole human. And deal and with a human. Human. And, and deal with their own hormones <laughs> and life and the postpartum chaos. Postpartum. Yeah. 
And so, the companion girl he's married to because you're 13. Yeah. And he has a wife at home with two other kids. Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to okay. get there. It gets worse. Sorry, I'm jumping the gun. It's okay. It gets worse. Rex is still married to Sharon, who is around. Sharon and Sally. Yeah. So he's got and Sharon, his wife, Sally, his side yeah. child. Tried side child. child. Not a side piece. She's, we are not going to slut shame Sally. No, she's 13. She's 13. She does not. We're like not going to slut shame anyone no. for the record. <laughs> he goes on to have two more children. With. With Sharon. Okay. So that's six in total. So that's six in total. But then there's more. He has one more child by Sally before that whole relationship. I keep saying relationship, but that doesn't feel right. Before that whole situation comes to an end. Um, and when that comes to an end. With him and Sally, he's still married to Sharon. But the wandering eye continued. Because then he finds a young woman named Alice that he really likes. And he wants to have a relationship with her. I could not find the source of how old Alice was, but she is a child. Just for the record. She is is under 18 years old. His 15-year-old wife became 17, then his 13-year-old became 16. Right, like they're they're just, they're growing up. And so he just... Yeah, exactly. They're growing out of, you know, that age that he was into. And it did say in sources that his preferred female was between 12 and 14 years old. So Preferred female. That's not. That's a child. So once he gets with Alice, he divorces Sharon in order to marry Alice because he didn't want to get in trouble for statutory rape. Shocker. So did their parents agree? agree Oh, No. Um he was get married. So basically, first of all, she wasn't 12. She was potentially 12 to 17. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, she was a child. I was just aging down right? because of who he is. Um, somewhere between 12 and 14, probably. Um, no, her family, like their families disagreed with this, but he was very threatening. And some of the things he would do to threaten their families, and we're gonna get into his third wife and what he did with her family. And that's even worse than what I'm about to tell you right now, but he would like stalk them, threaten them with a shotgun, like basically just continuously Trash. do horrible things. Yeah. Um, and they basically like gave up because they felt like they had no other option. And also these young girls were brainwashed into believing that this man loved them. Right. So they were fighting to stay with him as well. No, 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 no. This grown man is taking advantage of young girls. And he was grooming them into believing that they were in a relationship. And having kids with him. Yeah, they weren't. But so the abuse that continued with Alice, um, there was an abusive relationship happening and all this kind of stuff. But Alice had a son by Rex. And after she had her son, she decided to leave because she was fed up with the abuse. Good job, Alice. Well, never mind. I spoke too soon. (laughs) Well, she moved back in with her stepfather and Um, her mother. And things got very violent because Rex started harassing them and stalking them. And he ended up shooting her stepfather. Like in the leg. In the leg. And injured him severely. And so he was picked up on those charges, but was released. I don't know why. He he must have shot somebody. He did have a really good lawyer though. So I guess that's why. (laughs) But um he continued these threats, and Alice ended up moving back in with him. Oh, what you see a lot in yeah. abusive. Very, very common. Because, you know, they do the whole gloating, I'm so sorry, I'll change my ways, I'll do better. And then they get violent, yep. and then they go back, or 
they may even go back when they're all, I'll do better, I promise. And then, of course, it's a cycle. Cycle. It's a vicious goes back cycle. back to being abusive and that kind of person as soon as they're back in their own house. Exactly. So then he meets Trina, who is his third beloved wife. Trina was 12 years old when he was 35. So this is like when you think of like the worst possible, like, creepy pedophile situation this is that i gotta do some math so yeah he was 23 years older if that's what you're doing (laughs) but he was like very much creepy and gross and so i guess like in my mind like when he was with sharon at 15 and 20 like yeah that's bad but and it's gross but like for the times it could have been like accepted i guess this was not accepted by anyone Because first of all, during the period of all these relationships that he was having with these young girls and they were burying his children, he was tormenting people in town. Like, he became the town bully. That was what he was known as. He was stealing people's stuff. Treat you walk the other way. Exactly. He was stealing people's stuff. He was burglarizing homes. He was threatening people with guns. He was shooting people. Uh, Alice's stepdad. He was abusive. He was aggressive. He was like the worst type of human being possible. And I'm also gonna like tell you he was a big man. So like a lot of people would probably think like how are all these people 500 people in the town allowing this to happen? Well, he was a big, scary dude with weapons. And that's just the bottom line. He was over 300 pounds. He was just a massive force to be reckoned with. with. Yeah, he was just like super scary and aggressive and people tried to stand up to him, but he would literally shoot them and like they're not gonna, you know, kill somebody at this Mm -hmm. point. So the math that I was doing a minute ago was how old our dad, like when he was 35, how old we would have been. Yeah. I would have been 11. Yeah. He would have been 14. Yeah, gross. Right in that, right in that age. Yeah. Group. Yeah, so he, yeah, she was definitely young enough to be a child. And I think he had children her age. Like, the children that she had with Sharon were probably older than her. So that's disturbing. disgusting. And I know know there's people that are, like, they are in relationships with people that are younger than their children, but those are normally consenting adults. Adults. And Like, that's I mean, it's weird. It's weird. I'm just going to say, I hope that doesn't offend anyone. It probably will offend someone. It does come across weird when there's, like, a 75-year-old with, like, a 19-year-old girl. It's weird. Yeah. But it's legal. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> it is legal. That's all I'm saying. That's say. what we're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so they got into a relationship and he started obviously raping her because it was statutory rape. Um, and she comes down with a little sickness we call pregnancy. Oh, <laughs> her parents were extremely opposed to this relationship. They were, they fought against him like a lot. They were so against this. So he went to Trina's home to retrieve her, essentially. And during this exchange of, like, arguing with her parents, he actually decided he was going to shoot their dog. So he shot their dog and then, wait, there's more, burned their house down. Uh, I mean, burned I got, I'm mad house down. about the dog. I know. Like, I'm a, a huge dog person. So, like, yeah. but then you got to like, burn someone's you? house down. He burned their house down, so basically she wouldn't have anywhere else to so, live. So, like... That is, like, my biggest fear. And when me and Jacob, that's my husband, went on vacation this year, I get a frantic call from Jada. Yeah. Your house is on fire. And I'm like, 
Uh, well, first I did, I gave a disclaimer. I did say, I'm really sorry to tell you this right now. Yes. Your house is on fire. Cause here I am in Galveston, Texas, about to leave on a, on cruise. a cruise where I'm not going to have contact yeah. for a week. <laughs> and I'm, no. I'm checking my security cameras and at this, like, I've got my bathroom, this bright orange color. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, are those flames or, or all that fire? And like, I'm like, my house going to burn down. And then, you know, I love my mother, but she kept going inside. To try to retrieve. And I'm like, just get the dog and move the car. Get the dog and move the car. Well, you know, the good thing is her house did not burn down. It was a very small fire. And thank you, Popper Bluff Fire Department. For getting here quick. They got here very quickly and they were able to assess the situation. But mom had already put it out at that point. (laughs) Also, tip. Keep fire extinguishers in your house. Yes, very important. Because you know important. what, we were they would be able to be proactive because they knew I had a fire extinguisher in this house. Yeah, and I actually had a fire in my house two years ago, mm-hmm. and my husband was able to save the day with a fire extinguisher. So very important fire safety tip. <laughs> in the middle of this true crime podcast, hey, you know what? You never oh, know. It's good for that information. It is good. We're, we're so if you don't have a fire extinguisher, go buy one. Right. Back into the story. <laughs> Trina ends up marrying McElroy again so he can avoid the rape charges. So after she has her child, at some point, her and Alice are so sick. Oh, she lives with Alice and him, by the way, in one home. Uh, I'm assuming Alice had no other option. I'm assuming he did not give her an option. I'm going to guess her parents were like, don't come back because he's going to come back and shoot her. I don't know if that was a situation or if she was just staying because she, because she loved him. I don't know. I really don't know. Or if it was just one of those toxic situations like where you stay because you've been there so long. It's just your life. She has her baby and Trina and Alice are just fed up with the abuse, fed up with the drama fed up with the craziness, fed up with him. So they decide they're going to leave and move in with Trina's family. This is the family Okay, who's so Alice and Trina are leaving. Leaving. Okay, and they're gonna, and they've so taken their kids. At least the girls got to stick together. Right. They, we like to see girls sticking it together. They are sticking together. Um, and they decided they're going to move in with Trina's family, the one that dog got shot and their house burned down. I'm assuming they had a house at this point again. But not for long. Because he comes back and he burns it down again and shoots their dog again. I don't know if it was a different dog or the same dog. Poor dog. It makes me mad. It makes me so so mad. mad. I guess he knew that that tactic worked well. So that's what he did. But at some point during all this chaos, people in the town are like very concerned. They have reported the situation. Foster care comes in and they take Trina and her children because she needs to be placed somewhere safe. Trina does? Trina. Because she's still a child. child. She's 13 at this point with a child. So they're like, okay, we're going to place you and your kid somewhere. And your kid somewhere. So she gets moved into a foster family in town, which is stupid. (laughs) You get her. Where was this? You get her out of Skidmore. Out of here. Get out of Skidmore. Get her somewhere else. If she wants to, you know. Then no. don't let him know where. Yeah, no. So they, they take her to a foster family in town. And, of course, he finds he out. He pulls up. He finds out. By shoots their dog and burns he their st- house down, too. He did not. But he did begin stalking them and threatening them. He would stand outside their home for hours just staring at the house. And, like, they never, like, called the police. Oh, they did. 
but the police They're were like, like hopeless basically sorry he's a grown man yeah they know he's bigger than us we're gonna get into that too it's so stressful this whole thing is so stressful because it's like you know how little podunk town police one they probably don't have their they own probably had department. one police officer it's like i've only found record of one police officer which is literally the town we grew up in not even more they don't even have anything anymore Let's not tell the public. <laughs> There's police right on standby. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Right there. Just don't, because you know how many people with guns around that town? Literally. It's just so sketchy. But it's kind of like the same situation. So, anyhow. So, we're going to get into, now that we've gotten to the where and the who, we're going to go over some victims. So, obviously, these children. Oh, and by the way, Trina ends up back with him oh, in yeah. his home. Yeah. And they yeah, the they stayed together. No, they stayed together. He She was his last wife. Alice left. Alice was like, bye. Good I'm getting out of here. So Alice left. And I found no record. I don't know if she's gotten things like, removed off the internet or whatever, but she, there's not a lot I mean, she on Alice. Have, she was a minor. Now that we've kind of covered, like, the background of just, like, the type of person, human being what he is and his home life. Yeah. Hot trash. Hot trash. What happened was the town was fed up, right? There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm fed up and I'm, I'm not even there. And, yeah, and you're not even dealing with his <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even dealing aggression. with human. I'm just dealing with his story. So leading up to another situation that happens that kind of unfolds his murder. Um, so he gets convicted of trying to kill a 70-year-old man in the town named Bo. So, Bo, Missouri. Ernest Bo. Oh, Ernest Bowen Kemp. He is an old man. Kemp. He was like the person that owned the grocery store. So, he was a, a like grocer. A good man. Very good. Yeah, I don't know if he's a good man, but like. He was a good man in the, the town. The, the he picture, offered jobs. Yeah. I was going to say, every time I picture like the old time grocer guys, like everybody called him Pa. Yes. And like he makes sandwiches. <laughs> I don't know if Bo makes sandwiches, but he was definitely the owner of the store, the grocery store. Basically, one of Ken's daughters went into the grocery store and stole something. I don't know if she stole something or if she just forgot to pay. But <laughs> Air honestly, quotes. But she's also Ken's daughter, so there's no well, telling. And she's to she be hasn't been advocate. How many kids have gone to a store and stole something? Like every kid ever. Yes. Pretty much. Like, I stole a chapstick or it was a lip gloss, I think, when I was like in the first grade yeah. and i was like i had asked mom i was like can i have this and she's like no you can't we came here for something specific and i'm like okay so i'll just take it. Just it and i put it in my pocket and we get in the car like not even left the parking lot and i'm like look mom <laughs> i got this for free because you didn't even have to pay for it i just took it she's like oh no 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 so she took me back into dollar gentry which is exactly <laughs> what i stole and it was like one of those little I think they're called bomb bomb yeah, lip gloss like or whatever. The flavored. Yes. Like literally like 40 cents. Or, like, <laughs> I probably could have like went to the parking lot and found the money to pay for this. But I was just like, I'm going to steal this. And I took it and I got in very big trouble. And the lady at Dollar General was like totally on mom's side of like scaring me into like never stealing again. And she was like, do you want to sweep this whole floor? <laughs> and she was like so scary. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jada was great at scaring when she was young. Though. I was a Our dad cat. once told her that she was going to go to prison because she cut the tags off a pillow. So. <laughs> <laughs> it says, like, do not remove unless you're the consumer. And I had no idea what a consumer what was. A consumer. And I was, like, ripping the tags off. And then my dad's like, stop doing that. You're going to go to jail. And I was like, what? He's like, read the tag. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But you know, like, I... I straight up still leave those tags on my pillows because, like, <laughs> I am so scared I'm going to get arrested. I'm not the only scared cat here. <laughs> 
she steals something and the cashier was like, hey, you have to pay for that candy, bro. And she's like, no. And she leaves and she goes and tells her dad. She goes and tells her dad, like, those people were trying to get me to pay for my candy. And so he shows up and he's like, no, you're not going to accuse my kid of stealing, you know, even though I'm the biggest thief. Well, Rex, how's those cows doing? Right. So he actually shoots Bo in the neck during this altercation. Bo survives. From the neck. Somehow he appealed the conviction because he was arrested for this, but he appealed the conviction. He was released on bond. (laughs) He was released on bond. So he keeps harassing Bo and he even is harassing the town minister. Like he has no boundaries. Like not, not the even people of the church. Not even the people of the church could withstand not the people of God. his aggression. The day of his murder, which is July 10th, 1981, um, he shows up at a local bar with a rifle that was fitted with a bayonet. Do you know what a bayonet is? Yeah, like the thing, like, like the knife. A the knife the on gun. the end of the gun, yeah. That they use, like, in war times. Right! He probably stole it. It was an antique. I did. Right from the flea market downtown. And he showed up to threaten Bo yet again. And I don't know if he actually showed up with that intention, but that's what happened. During this time, the townspeople at this exact time are having a meeting with the sheriff. The Nottaway County Sheriff. And they're asking him. I guess so. They're asking him, what can we do about this guy? Because he is horrible. He's harassing people. He's down there right now. With a bayonet. With a bayonet. Threatening Bo. Exactly. The good grocer down the road, okay? Who's already been shot in the neck, mind you. Why is he still over a piece of candy? He just anything. Like just so. Everything gets him mad. The The Nottaway County Sheriff's advice was just stay out of his way. Like this guy's dangerous and have already shot two people. Stay out of his way. Just, you know, you see him coming yeah. across the street. Don't look, look down. Yeah. Um, no, actually, like, he shot three people because he also shot another man named Romaine Henry, who was Romaine. a farmer. Like the lettuce. Like the lettuce, Mr. Okay. Romaine. Um, he shot him in the stomach, but he survived as well. He's not a good shot, noticed. Yeah. Thank God. But... He, he was on. Point, he was on Mr. Henry's on property. That third, third kill would have been a serial killer. If he right. Was a good shot. He was trying, but Mr. Henry. This is like throwback, by the way. This is like not the day of the murder. This is like previously. He was on Mr. Henry's property and was harassing him. This is like a side note. And Mr. Henry was like, "Bro, no, like you're not going to come harass me on my property. I know you're a thief. Get off my property." He gets shot, With Mr. Romaine. Mr. Romaine Henry. Yeah. So he gets shot. So he's actually tried, it is, he's tried to kill three people at this point. So the town is done. They're like, okay, that's they don't have a single jail cell to put this man in. They couldn't arrest him. He was too scary. They they had arrested him, but he just bonded out. Like, he was, like, invincible to them. Giving this guy money. (laughs) He's getting his own money. (laughs) He's getting his own money by any means possible. Lock up your money. The group decides they're going to leave this meeting and they're going to go down and they're going to confront McElroy because yeah, they know where he's at. Yeah, and bring the picked in the flames, like, you know. They like, didn't do that, they but they did like, show up. the beast style, like, kill the beast. Right. <laughs> they didn't do that, but they did show up very aggressive. And this crowd, um, in different 
sources, you find different amounts of people. Basically, it was upwards of 60 people decided they were going to go a, confront him. I mean, that's a pretty big crowd. Yeah, they were done. That's like that's like 20% of the people in the town. <laughs> like, they were ready to go after this man. He's going, he gets back in his truck to leave with his wife. I'm not exactly sure if they were going home or where they were going, but shots were fired. And they weren't from him. They were at him. So he was shot and killed in his truck next to his wife. Oh. Um, and a passerby, like, pulls her out of the truck after the shooting and, like, gets her out of the area because they, like, knew, you know, that's a bad situation to see someone. Shot, whoever shot him? Yeah. Whoever shot him, shot and killed him. He was the army guy in town? So he, <laughs> I don't know. But someone, they just had had enough and they shot him. So no one calls the ambulance. All the people in the town are literally just watching, like, all right, well, the problem solved. Yeah, they, like, literally did not care. This is a good example of, like, groupthink. This is, like, that vigilante justice vibes. Like, you know what? Just go ahead and have your Google Nest play vigilante shit by Taylor Swift. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So no one ever came forward to say that there was who shot. And there was people there. Like, there was potentially 60 witnesses. Somebody saw. They saw who did it. That cop straight up saw. There were two people there that had <laughs> rifles. Was the cop was the one that shot. It was not the cop. The cop was at the sheriff's station <laughs> yeah, hiding. Potentially 60 witnesses. No one came forward. Apparently two men in the crowd had guns, rifles. Mm-hmm. Um, so his be, wife, like, one of them. His wife did point to one man. But he was never convicted in court because the jury said that no crime had occurred. Keep in mind, it's a local jury, I'm sure. And they were just like, no crime happened. Man gets shot. No one comes forward. No crime. It's like, you know, he shot those other three people. Um, Del Clement, I think that's how you say his name. He was the only suspect, if you will, in this case, because he's the one that the wife pointed to. Mm -hmm. And he was seen there with a rifle. But no one cared. Literally, no one cared. Everyone was like, well... So done being, like, terrorized. Yeah. And at this point, Ken has left behind ten children. So that is Ken McElroy. He was killed and nobody cared. Because he was crazy. Yeah, and people junk. were tired of it. I mean, yeah. it's sad that he had died. It Wish is. He just and it could be that head injury. It. That. That kind of plays into the theory of, did he have a frontal lobe injury that changes personality? And, you know, he was already committing crimes and they just progress. Because progress. a lot of times when you get into crime, like, it's easy to stay in crime and for them to progress. This was, like, progression at another level. Yeah. You know, 35, raping a 12-year-old and having a relationship with her, having her baby. I feel like this was probably... Or her having his baby, like... Both mm. nature, because he was about before the head injury. Mm-hmm. And then it progressed. But right. you see in a lot of cases... There's always going to be a progression because yeah. they're not going to get that high anymore. Yeah. And also, won't. you know, he also probably didn't receive a ton of attention as a child considering he was one 18. of 18. And this gave him so much attention. Mm-hmm. Like his life was full of drama and he was the center of all of it. So I mean, I feel bad for his last wife, Trina. I mean, I would not want to sit there and, you know, watch my husband get shot. And she stood beside him. The yeah. whole time through all this, and I'm sure it was like kind of like a you know she was groomed and yeah I mean, she was manipulating your whole life with somebody you're gonna love him. Mm. I mean possibly she yeah that she loved him definitely like maybe if that's just what she thought love was but I do want to go over some like little facts of like that I found out about this case when I was researching it so one that I found really interesting was um, 
the person that represented him, the lawyer that represented him, had also represented the mob at times. So, like, a pretty good lawyer. Yeah. And also so representing people that did some very... Thrifty. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, I think the mob was more, like, bigger city Saint vibes. Louis. Yeah. I don't know if it was... I'm not sure. I, I should have done more research on exactly where this was. I had intentions of looking it up on a map that I never did. So the mob was potentially in Kansas City because they're an hour and 30 minutes north of Kansas right. City. So there was a lot of mob activity there. Definitely could have been representing some mob members in Kansas City. Another fact, I already told you about it. I was actually going to bring it up at the end, was that he shot Romaine Henry, which is just like mind-blowing to me. That he shot three, the third, the third. That he shot all these people and he just like didn't even really, nothing happened to him. It just, well, I'm I mean, surprised. I'm <laughs> something did happen to him <laughs> like my thing is like it took so long yeah like he was because it his... sounded like our one sheriff was scared of him too yeah like he was almost 50 years old before something happened to him and like he like was... there's people that die of cardiac arrest yeah. at 50 years old this man lived a life of crime and it took literally 50, 50 years, years for somebody to stop it yeah. And, like, not just, like, living a life of crime. Because, like, I mean, a 10 years old, he married at, how old was she? 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, all this stuff happened. Like, I feel like if I would have been one of those 13-year-old girls that he was, like, messing around with, like, my dad would have shot him dead. Yeah. Our dad would have pulled up. Like, like this I don't is... care how big you are. <laughs> but also, we come from a family of giants. So, exactly. I don't think anyone would have been intimidated by his size in our family. And also, like, him having a shotgun, like. First of all, crazy is as crazy does when, yeah. when it comes to our family. Like, it takes one to know one. So <laughs> Exactly. I think we've mentioned, like, the fact that our family has a little touch of murderer in it. So yeah. We definitely need to cover that case. We have to. Yeah, we have a, um, a great, great uncle, uncle that was, a, or that is a convicted and... Serial killer. Yeah, serial killer. He was put in prison, still in prison to this day. And he's considered a serial killer. I've been over the I, case I, on TikTok. I don't know if you follow me on TikTok. I've um, heard there's, there's wind that they're talking about letting him go. Oh, wow. Been like an ideal prisoner and he's never been violent and been nothing but respectful. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't quite understand that. I don't understand the justice system. They're like, well, you know, you've killed three people, but you're so a good we're guy. on the run for... You know what? That's fine. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get that's it. That's another. Day. Yeah, that's a story for another day. But so, yeah, he had so many victims. I was going to go over the victims list, but it's basically the town of Skidmore. Like yeah. they were a victim in this. And then this he became the victim. Victims. The victim of this man's abuse. Yeah. And I wonder what his parents thought. I wonder that. Maybe they just kind of ignored his presence because they had 17 other kids to <laughs> but you know void. i think he was somewhere in the middle i don't know how old his parents were though but i don't know if they saw his whole life of crime or what but i mean then again like if you had 18 kids and only one turns into a psycho i guess you're doing I mean, all right yeah. it's like odds are one of them have to be a bad egg like it can't all be good all right With don't have eight, of them. don't have 18 kids yeah. like just don't Sorry, um, I have 19 kids in county. I don't know their names. Oh, I the know Duggers. their names. The Duggers. Yeah. Sorry, Duggers. They, they've got the crazy. Oh, they have a bad kid, remember? Yeah, the oldest one. Yeah, he was a child molester and went to jail like he this last year. Uh-uh. He shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. He's horrible. 
Yeah. He's a horrible person. Get into that case, too. We should. You know what I have been... This is going off on another tangent. I have been on TikTok, and okay. I am on the Sister Wife side of TikTok. Somehow. Oh, me too. <laughs> well, I watch the With Sister Wife. With all the so. drama that's happened. Like, I had to, like, take a crash course on yeah. the Sister Wives. Oh, really? Figure out what the heck, who, who they oh, were. Oh, you could have asked what me. What happened. I love watching Because, like, show. now it's, it's so just him and one of them. Yeah. Him and Robin. 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 The last one that he married. I can't. I don't like Robin. I don't know Nobody why. Does. Really? Okay. I'm not alone. Yeah, I, and I shouldn't call. say that. I don't know her. She might be a very nice lady, but, like, just her personality and, like, how she talks about things, it's almost like she just comes across as so uppity. I have a feeling she didn't want to be a sister wife. That's why, you know, she made No, she him, wanted to be a sister she wife. She wanted him. No. Y'all, let me explain. Okay. She wanted him for herself. That's why she convinced Chris. Is that his name? No. What's his name? He she convinced him to divorce his first wife that he'd been married to. No, 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 no. Christy left him. Oh, I knew there was a Chris in there somewhere. Um, and then he remarried Robin. And this was when they were all four, you know, still there. And then one left, and then they started and then he, you know, they started dropping like flies. Cody is his name. That's right, Cody. Yeah. Uh no, so no, Christine left him. Like He was not, it wasn't like she can, was convinced by anyone else. Like they had had a tumultuous, tumultuous relationship for a very long time. And he was a piece of crap to Christine. He was. He's a piece of crap to all his wives. Cody, you're a piece of crap. (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast, you're a piece of crap. I'm passing judgment on you, sir. You know what? And we, you can't even say that we're bashing on your religion. Okay. (laughs) We were raised Mormon. We were also raised Mormon, but not in the multiple wives way. Um, Only got one mom. Cody Brown is so weird. And have you seen the video of him dancing? No, but I, I saw a video of him yelling at, I think it was Christine, like, wasted all my years. Oh, I'm sure. Like, screaming at oh, her. Oh, I was so into that season. Like, when she leaves, that was my season. I was so into that. But I'm actually going to show you a video of him dancing because it's so, it's so funny. Topic. Well, it's okay. Yeah, so Amy got to see that delightful video of Cody Brown dancing at a wedding during COVID after he had all these strict rules. Like, literally was being so over the top. And then he went to a wedding and got COVID. (laughs) (laughs) And brought it to his entire family of 900 people. Um, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but it's fine. We started with the Duggars. We did. I mentioned the sister wife. It's a rolling, it's like a rolling ball of snow and it just continues to grow when we do this. Um. Oh, I wanted to say, I wanted to talk about something too. Okay. This is a really random thing, but so at the beginning of our episodes, we always say, well, hello, welcome to our show. And like props to the fan that knows. Yeah. There's somebody, I was going to actually give a disclaimer about that because somebody asked me, why do you guys do that weird accent at the beginning? Well, hello. So I don't know if you guys have ever watched The Corpse Bride. Yeah. The Corpse Bride is a classic in our home and i feel like every home like they have a movie there's well not only that but like you have movie lines from movies that just like Like me and my husband is this house is a prison (laughs) from uh stepbrothers (laughs) but there's like movie lines for everyone and for some reason for me you and lauren our movie was corpse bride and it was always well hello welcome Welcome to to our home 
And the reason, <laughs> the reason why is because we used to do this smile frown. <laughs> Our dad taught us how yeah. to do it. Yeah, and it's just so, it's like you look like a fish, kind yeah. of. <laughs> like, it's literally like as if bass. you could smile with your cheeks, frown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was doing the face. <laughs> but, um... He has that. That that is his smile. Yeah, it, it is. is. And like so. it twitches. He's <laughs> he literally makes a sound. He goes. He's trying to smile, and it's so hard for him. <laughs> we should oh, definitely oh, find oh. a clip of that and put it in the show. Let's do it. Um. But anyway, so that's our episode for today. And next week, Amethyst is going to be leading us on an episode about. Take it away. Uh, Jeanette De Palmer. De Palma. I think that's how you say it. They're yeah. Italian, so like I'm sure I'm butchering that. I don't think so. Um, it. And it's unsolved. And it's Ooh. been 50 years. And it's got some kind of witchcraft theories. It's got oh, some interesting weird. stuff. Spooky, so spooky. I'm, a, I'm a little excited. I guess this one was kind of unsolved, too. It's yeah. like not unsolved. It's like not it's unsolved. Like, we don't know who pulled the trigger, but like nobody It's cares. definitely, yeah. It's definitely just like a... Yeah. Like, don't rest it. in peace. Rex. Yeah, just rest in format. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Basically. Um, so yeah, that's it. Stay tuned for next week because this video oh wait, why do I keep saying video? Like we're know. on YouTube. Maybe or something. we should start recording ourselves. We talked we about look it. So great. I was right gonna now. say I look like a hobo. N- like nothing against hobos, but <laughs> I would fit in right now. This episode's airing the twenty third, and then you guys will hear from us yet again on the 30th. the 30th which is the day before the last day of the month and then you'll hear again from us on the 6th and we're gonna keep the ball rolling every monday and i promise you guys we're gonna do more than like three episodes this year we promise yeah and plan to hear from us because we're coming we're for your back. we're coming for your computer ear your ear holes i like that <laughs> we're coming for your ear holes <laughs> we'll see you in your ear holes next week see you. bye Music by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSounds.com.